Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. The big question evangelicals are asking is what the Russian invasion of Ukraine means in end-time prophecy in addition to Russia teeming with China. It has no doubt thrown a wrench in Christians' perception of the New World Order. As I've stated in my podcast, George Bush's New World Order of international rules with U.S. supremacy is in the dustpan of history. Many embroiled in the many false teachings, such as a Great Reset, to be ushered in by elites and secret societies for world government, are stymied by the recent events. The prophet Daniel, in fact, forecast an age of empires as the geopolitical order that will be in place at the time of the end. The book of Daniel and Revelation does not describe a new world order conspired for by elites. Moreover, they specify a powerful empire ruling. Theologians named it the revived Roman Empire, identified as today's European Union. Geopolitically, we live in what is called a multipolar world. EU power politician Giver Hofstadt coined it perfectly in 2009 when he called it an age of empires. On September 16th, 2009, he stated again that the world order of tomorrow is not a world based on nation states or countries. It's a world order that is based on empires. In his speech, he references the U.S. and Russia as empires and that the only way that Europe will be able to defend its interests is by doing it together. Other words, within the EU empire. We also see the rise of the African Union, another upcoming empire mentioned in Daniel 11 as the king of the south. While Vladimir Putin was in China meeting with Xi Jinping, finalizing a gas deal and their common stand against the West, the EU was meeting with the African Union. Unbeknownst to many prophecy watchers, the world has moved away from globalization and the rules-based international institutions are not as effective. It is becoming regionalized, meaning we saw Russia team with China. These two empires regionalized and formed a bulwark against the Western empires. The biggest priority for the empires in this final age is economies of scale. Thus, the current conflict the West uses, the guise of democracy, but each empire wants Ukraine to boost its empire. The Ukraine has 40 million citizens and the land is agriculturally rich. The Ukraine are major wheat producers. Ukraine chose the EU to have an association agreement with over Russia, which offered one. Vladimir Putin did all he could to build his economy in Russia, and he sent out the olive branch and wanted good relations, but the world viewed him through a Cold War lens. He was operating through the current multipolar one, which prioritizes economies of scale. Meanwhile, he smartly developed weaponry the other nations did not have and built upon what was already a strength in Russia. The tipping point came with the Ukraine's voiced desire to join the EU and NATO. Meanwhile, the EU wanted the Ukraine for the purposes in its empire, 
The U.S. wanted it because several Democrats and other politicians have deals in the Ukraine, and the U.S. wants to sell Europe its gas, and Russia is a competitor. Democracy is a smokescreen for a land grab. Ukraine has Russian roots and is also a border country of Russia and is geostrategic. Meanwhile, a neo-Nazi right-wing faction are part of the Ukrainian movement for democracy, and these extremists enlisted to fight the Russians in the Donbass. Ukraine also had enough material in Chernobyl to create a dirty bomb, which was of great concern to Russia. Russia asked for Ukraine to be a neutral power, which was refused, and for it not to join NATO, which the Western nations would not compromise. Vladimir Putin took his calculated risk and waged war with Ukraine. Russia prepared for U.S. and EU sanctions, which have for years been unfairly leveled against Russia. Vladimir Putin, defying world opinion and in the face of the leveling of Russia's economy, waged war in Ukraine with a vengeance. We now have nation rising against nation, just as Jesus predicted. It is obvious now from this invasion that Ukraine will be part of the Ezekiel 38 war. Several theologians named Ukraine as a nation in the Ezekiel 38 lineup. Prior to the annexation of Crimea by Russia in 2014, this was not possible. Then Russia entered the Crimea and Donbass region of eastern Ukraine. Evangelicals could have been satisfied with this region as a possibility. Rather, it looks as if the theologians were right when they said all of Ukraine. This event provides another piece that is getting us closer to that prophetic occurrence. Several Bible prophecy teachers are erroneously teaching that Russia is going to next attack Israel. This includes Pat Robertson. This is absurd. Iran, which is a leading member of this coalition, is currently in a proxy war with Israel. This does not lend to the peace described as setting the climate for the attack. Iran will have to be at peace with the nation. Moreover, Bennett of Israel is now acting as a broker of peace between Ukraine and Russia, even to the point of meeting Putin in Moscow. There is another major piece of prophecy that is unfolding, and this is rather frightening. The revived empire, the European Union, is still in a building stage while currently finalizing its strategic compass. This is its path to the boots on the ground for its army. Due to the Russia-Ukraine war, it just stepped up as a military power by offering weapons to Ukraine. Joseph Burrell, the EU's high representative for the EU for foreign affairs and security policy, stated that the Ukraine war is now the birth of geopolitical Europe. In addition, the EU parliament held an emergency session where the Ukraine asked to join the EU and Georgia and Moldova followed. Essentially, this conflict is lending to even greater expansion of the EU empire. At this time, EU bureaucrats and policymakers are discussing a new proposal to make a historic leap in the formation of the military by borrowing massive funds for this purpose. In addition, a European Security Council in which the member nations would allow the council to make decisions on their behalf for a common position and joint action. The idea was first proposed by French 
French President Emmanuel Macron in spring of 2019. It is again being proposed by a leading Europhile in the face of the Russia-Ukraine war. While the EU's military infrastructure exists and its first troops would emerge this spring, the Russian-Ukraine war is about to ignite the rise of a significant military power overnight. Moreover, the face of the new world order is emerging and it is one of empires. The EU empire is writing many rules now for the world. If nations do not comply with their internet policy, theirs on AI and climate, they will not be able to trade with this vast empire. What is just as alarming is that the EU, when it issued bonds for its COVID recovery, part of the plan was to pay for their recovery by fines on U.S. tech companies that violated their policy, in addition to CO2 violators who breached their climate rules. Recently, the high gas prices because of the Russian-Ukraine war, they want to give subsidies to citizens and pay for this via energy taxation, which will most likely include monies from U.S. companies. Concurrently with the Russian-Ukraine war, pro-EU Emmanuel Macron is leading the council presidency and EU power politician Guy Verhofstadt is steering the Conference on the Future of Europe for a treaty change. Mainly, this is going to cause a geopolitical seismic shift, further strengthening the European Union and weakening the United States. Also, the reality of this new empire order will become apparent not only to those in leadership, but to the world's citizens. Finally, most likely Ukraine will now come under Russia. In addition, teaming of Russia with China to bring about a geopolitical regional split, I have said in the past that you will see the EU teaming with the U.S. as a bulwark against the Russia-China wall. The world has just changed and we are clearly in the empire age predicted by the prophet Daniel. The United States does not have the power alone to meet up to the challenges of this new order. Many think that Russia will go into other nations. His primary interests are in Ukraine, which is a border country of Russia, and he is taking on the West. Can a nuclear weapon be fired at the United States in the process? It is a possibility. We are aware of the U.S. decline, but expect the sanctions to also shoot the American economy in the foot. Once Russia acquires Ukraine, tensions will remain for some time to come, but there will be some resolutions. Russia, in the end, might help to install another government in Ukraine. There will come a peace because there is a hint of this in Ezekiel 38 prior to the Ezekiel 38 war. There will either be a resolution or an accepted standoff in which the world is divided into two spheres. This will further impel the EU to unite. Meanwhile, in end-time prophecy, this Russian-Ukraine war has essentially helped catapult the revived Roman Empire to a new height of power, and this is only the beginning of its rise. Bible prophecy is profoundly accurate. The God of the Bible is an incredible God, and in the scripture's simplistic language are these complexities such as I've just relayed to you. If you don't know Jesus as your personal Savior, the Bible says to believe 
believe on the name of the Lord Jesus Christ and you will be saved. If these scriptures show anything, if prophecy shows anything, it is that the God of the Bible is real and that he sent his son to be the redeemer of the world whose blood saves us from our sins and reunites us with God. You can believe on him today by just believing on his name. For more, check out my books, check out my website, and until next time, God bless. Thank you for listening today. Tune into Prophecy Talk next week with author and prophecy expert Erica Gray. In the meantime, be sure to visit Erica Gray's website at www.ericagray.com.